Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy, the podcast that empowers you to transform life's challenges into opportunities for personal growth and healthier relationships. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. As experienced therapists with backgrounds in addressing trauma and mental health disorders, we believe there is hope and there certainly is healing. We've spent our lives supporting people through the ups and downs, and we want to share these insights with you. Together, we'll unravel the layers of personal growth healing from trauma, and building healthy relationships. Each week, we'll bring you engaging conversations, expert insights, and practical strategies to help you heal from the past, foster healthy communication, and develop enduring love. This podcast is your guide to transforming adversity into triumph, healing wounds and past trauma, gaining wisdom and insight, and creating meaningful, fulfilling connections. So if you're here to heal, to better understand yourself or your relationships, you're in the right place. So sit back, get comfortable, bring your trauma and your drama, and let's start healing. Welcome Welcome to to Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Therapy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're very excited to have you here today. Now, what we're doing today is a continuation on in a series where we're talking about co-parenting. Our last episode was about how do we set up a healthy co-parenting relationship. And today what we're going to be discussing is how do we maintain that healthy co-parenting relationship. It's something that I think it's worth its weight in gold, and it's definitely easy to lose it even after you've created it. So how do we keep this good and healthy dynamic going throughout the years? Now, before we jump right in, we want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, please rate Mr. and Mrs. Therapy on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate a positive review. It helps us to grow our audience, and it makes it easier for us to get helpful mental health information out to more people. So let's talk about maintaining a healthy co-parenting relationship. Once you've gotten through the initial phases of setting up kind of co-parenting and what the rules are and your parenting plan, and you've figured out the logistics of things, now it's figuring out how can I maintain a healthy co-parenting relationship. And one thing I want to say is remember, like we said in the last one, emotions are running really high. And this is a difficult situation to be in. So as much as you are trying to manage your own emotions, also recognizing that your children have a lot of emotions and a lot of changes that they're going through as well. So really keep that in mind as you're going through this. So try to put your own resentment and hurts and frustrations aside so that you can really focus on what's in the best interests of your children. And I think this is something that's very hard for people to do when they're doing co-parenting. And especially I've seen this in session where People start arguing or trying to rehash their relational issues that they had or trying to talk about these past problems that they couldn't resolve. And I always like to try to tell them, hey, listen, guys, this is the great thing about getting a divorce. You couldn't figure out those problems. And so now you don't have to. So let's leave those things in the past because there's no real reason for us to try to solve these problems. So when it comes down to doing good and healthy co-parenting and managing and maintaining this good, healthy co-parenting relationship, You do have to leave your past hurts between each other at the door in order to do this. If you keep bringing in your past hurts and you keep wanting to rediscuss or rehash or identify whose fault is it that the marriage didn't work or the relationship didn't work, you are not going to accomplish anything good through that. You're only going to make the co-parenting relationship more difficult. And this would definitely be something that would be better served for you to work on with your own therapist and something that you shouldn't be trying to hash out with your ex-partner. So tip number one is to respect boundaries. 
you really want to recognize that each of you are going to run the home differently. And as frustrating as that may be to you because you think, well, this is the way I want my children raised. This really is part of the co-parenting journey is that you no longer have full control over your child, particularly when they're not in your home. And so before I said the great thing about divorce is that you couldn't solve those problems and now you don't have to. But then this is the downside of divorce. You used to have more control in the situation and now you all of a sudden have much less. And a big problem with that is the more control you try to exert, the more the other parent is likely to try to show you you don't control them. And so when you're thinking about boundaries and what's healthy in the household, I think a lot of times people make arguments, well, that's unhealthy or that's abusive and those kinds of things. But really what you need to do is stop and think, is what they're doing objectively abusive or is it just different from how I would do it? And I think that is unhealthy. But would other people think that's unhealthy? is a main part of the question. If you get too stuck in this idea that they're being abused, it's going to make you more emotional and you're more likely to then press harder and harder on the other person and then they're going to resist more and more. Obviously, if your child is objectively being abused, you want to take legal action in order to protect them from that situation. But if they're in a situation where you're like, I really don't like that, it feels like abuse to me, but it's not objectively abuse, then that's something that you just kind of have to let go because the more you try to control the worse it's likely to be for you with being able to have any influence over what's happening in the other home. And this goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. These might be emotionally triggering events, like I'm not in control or I'm powerless. What that can do is cause you to flounder around and just try to grab control. But again, you're going to make your situation harder for your kids and for yourself and for your ex. Right, because really what happens at one parent's home is under their discretion. And like Tim says, as long as it's safe and healthy for the child and they are not in true danger, then you're kind of at a loss for what you have control of on their end. And part of this is privacy boundaries. While it is important for you as co-parents to share certain information, you no longer have the privilege or are entitled to information about their personal matters, especially if it doesn't involve the kids. And I think that's where it kind of gets murky with the relationship where there are a lot of hurt feelings. And if it was contentious, then you can kind of start to want to know what's going on over there and are they dating? And granted, all of this does affect your child. And so that part is important. But if you're just wanting to know like information that really you have no access to right now, and now that you're not in the relationship, it's not really your business or it's not really related to your child then you really need to respect those boundaries. Yeah, I like to call that trying to play a marriage card when you're not in a marriage. There are certain rights and privileges you have when you're in a marriage, but when you exit that, you give up those cards. And that can be uncomfortable, especially if you're used to having more information about what's happening. And then also like when your kids are in their house and then you feel like this lack of information or understanding what's happening over there, you're going to desire that information. But that's not really your right anymore to know exactly what's happening. And two, I think the more you know about what's happening in the other house, the more likely you are to become frustrated or angry or contentious. And just as long as the kids are being taken care of in a relatively healthy manner, again, people might disagree about what's healthy, but is it objectively okay what they're doing over there? If it's objectively okay, the less information you have, the less likely you are to become emotionally distraught or upset about what's happening over there. And then the easier it's going to be for you to maintain this healthy co-parenting relationship. 
But if you notice when you get information that's just always making you upset, you may have to embargo yourself from information so that you're not going to blow the co-parenting out of the water. Yeah, and it's important that you're not trying to get this information from your child. In the last episode, we talked about not using your child as a messenger, that as you are communicating clearly with the co-parent, that you're not sending things through the child and saying, hey, tell your dad this or that. But in the same way, you don't want to use your child to get information about your ex or the other parent and say, hey, did dad do this? Or did mom have someone over late last night? You really want to stay away from that and not use your kids as a weapon or as a way to gather this information. And I think when you do that, it can put the kids in a really tough position because if they don't tell you and you get mad at them, they're in a hard spot. But if they tell you something that's undesirable to you and then you go and confront the other parent about that, now the parent's going to feel like, oh, my child's spying on me or they're pumping them for information. And so that creates this unhealthy dynamic for co-parenting as well. And I think it would be good for both sides to give the child permission that if you do slip up and you do say, hey, what was going on over at dad's house? For them to have a response to you to say, well, I think that's something that you should ask dad about and then just leave it at that so they can be very respectful when they're doing that. But then maintaining a boundary of like, hey, listen, you're trying to pull me into something that I shouldn't be a part of because that is the truth. You should be asking the other parent that question that you have, not asking your child because it's not good or healthy for them. It creates an unhealthy social dynamic for that child. The next thing we're going to talk about is flexibility. Now, in the last one, we talked about initially setting up a healthy co-parenting system. And one of the things I had said at the beginning is you probably should stick to the schedule pretty rigid for the first couple of months to set up, hey, this is the normal dynamic. But then when it comes to later on, maintaining that co-parenting relationship is being able to be flexible and working with each other. And one of the things about this that's very tough, and it's hard for me a lot of times when I'm advising my clients in this situation, because I am very kind of justice-minded, is that the flexibility does need to even be into that area where it's like, hey, this situation might not exactly be fair to me, but if I maintain this level of flexibility now, I have a likelihood of getting more flexibility from them in the future. And so sometimes the other parent might ask you for something that's unfair or sometimes unreasonable. And what I'm asking you to do in this situation is, to be honest, a little bit of a gamble. But if you can be kind or generous in some of these areas, then you can get some kindness and generousness back from the other partner. Now, this won't always happen, but I have definitely seen situations where I'm working with somebody and we're working on this co-parenting thing, and I just see one side of the equation, and I see them getting kind of hit after hit and then being flexible and generous and kind. And then all of a sudden, this other person that they're working with, this other parent that they're trying to get them to be on the same page with them, who wasn't pliable or flexible at all, suddenly becomes much more flexible. And I think sometimes, even though it's very difficult and there's this sense of unfairness that can happen right out of the gate, but that if you can let the other person have some wins on occasion, even if it's at your expense, it can make it much easier for years to come. And this particular client I'm thinking about, it was for probably six months, it was pretty tough, but then it was years of much easier co-parenting after that. And so those six months of kind of taking it on the chin ended up being worth it because of how much easier the co-parenting got than after that. And this really is for co-parenting where it is fairly amicable overall. Because we'll talk in the next episode about toxic and combative co-parenting and how once you start seeing a pattern of this and you recognize, okay, now at this point, they're just taking advantage or trying to manipulate me. 
then that's a different story. But what Tim's talking about is kind of just flexibility in life because life's unpredictable. And it is beneficial, especially to your child, to be able to adjust and accommodate when unexpected situations do arise. You know, we talk about being careful not to say bad things about the other person. And maybe you're not talking bad about them, but it also relates to things like this where maybe you get a text from them and they say, hey, can I switch days? I can't do it this week. And instead of just responding back to the text, you kind of huff and you puff and you're like, ah, he's always doing this or she's always doing this. And maybe you're not venting to the kid, but you're venting out loud and your child is hearing you. That whole atmosphere is really similar and kind of holds that same premise of talking bad about the other parent. Which goes into our next tip, which is to keep the child at the center. And really, this is the number one tip and what all the other tips and tools are going to be centered around. Because remember that you're still connected to this person because of that child. And so you want to make sure that your child's best interest is the center of the decision-making that you're making as co-parents. Not personal feelings, not disagreements like we've talked about, not the resentment from the past, but the things that you are deciding to do and the sacrifices you're making really are for your child. And that as you try to follow these other tips and as you try to keep consistent boundaries and as you try to stay neutral and not talk about the other person, and really you want that stability in the midst of all the changes that were brought about, And so as you're following these other tips, it really is for your child. The next thing we want to talk about is making sure that you share achievements. So good things that happen with your child in your home, funny events, those kinds of things. Because one of the things that happens, I think, a lot of times with the parent who doesn't have the children currently is they feel like they're missing out. They wonder what's happening. And if you guys are maintaining a good, healthy co-parenting relationship, you should be able to share these things. So a cute picture you may have taken or something that they were able to do now that they hadn't been able to do before. And just to help keep the other parent in the loop as to what is going on can create a lot of goodwill between you two. Because again, having that goodwill is a very important thing. Depending on how old your kids are, right, you may have a long haul left where you're tied to this other person. And if you let it go down the tubes and now this is contentious, you're going to have this long-term contentious relationship for years to come. But instead, if you work at, okay, I want to try to be nice and kind. And if I would have liked them to do this for me, I'm going to try my best to see if they want me to do this for them. And so you might want to ask like, oh, I took a couple cute pictures while they were over here or videos or whatever. Do you mind if I send those to you? Right. That would be a great olive branch to try to let them know like, hey, I want to be nice. I want to be kind. I want to be generous. And you want to do these things without necessarily expecting them to do that in return. But just knowing that in a roundabout way, you making sure that you're trying to do as good as you can by them is more likely to then cause them to then desire to do good by you. And even though the relationship ended, which means there probably was some pretty unpleasant things that happened between you guys, that you can still win people over through kindness. And if you keep showing that kindness by letting them have windows into your children's lives while they're in your home, then that can start smoothing out the road for you down in the future. So to sum up today's episode of how do we maintain a healthy co-parenting relationship, we want to make sure that we are respecting the other parent's boundaries. We're not trying to get too much into their business of what's happening in their house. As long as it's not objectively abusive, we're going to let them do the parenting the way they want to. And the understanding and recognition 
the harder you try to make them do things the way you want them to, the more likely they are to resist you. But that if you respect their boundaries and what they're trying to do, that you're leaving yourself more opportunity for influence. But if you try to force things to happen, you're going to get the door slammed in your face and then you're going to lose that influence. Next thing is being flexible. You want to be flexible as much as you can. That can also create good graces and connection where it's like if you are more flexible with them, then they're more likely to be flexible back with you. But again, you have to do this with the understanding of I may have to be flexible in the face of their inflexibility. And then it's a little bit of a gamble where you're hoping that if you continue that flexibility, then they will become less rigid and more flexible. And then always making sure that the child is at the center. They are the utmost in the decision-making process, and you're trying to do the best that you can by them. And then finally, making sure that you try to share the achievements, share positive events, fun things that had happened in your house with the other parent. And then that can also smooth the road between you guys. And then also make you feel less out of the loop if they choose to do that in return. But one of the big things about all these things is you want to make sure you're trying to do these things in a healthy way, even if your ex is not doing them. And so for our next episode, what we're going to be going into is how do we manage that toxic, combative co-parenting situation? What can we do in order to protect ourselves, protect our children, and maybe what can we do to try to shift it in a better direction? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with a friend? Also, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It lights us up to know that this podcast is helping you. If you have any questions or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group. Just click the link in the description below. Although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. If you are struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or feeling hopeless or suicidal, you are not alone. Help is available. Please seek professional help or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988. Thank you again for joining us on Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. Remember, there's always hope and there's always help.